Hi, Mr. Zafar. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Uh, we're here to talk about district cooling in general and PAL cooling holdings business. We know that the district cooling market was estimated to be at about 29 billion US dollars and is estimated to grow north of 50 billion US dollars by 2029. Uh, closer to home here in the UAE, we have policy induced targets to provide more energy efficient utilities overall. And district cooling, of course, is a key contributor to that. Uh, would you be able to provide us with an overview of PAL cooling holding, its strengths, challenges and opportunities? Pal Cooling Holding is a utility company. We provide district cooling services to say mixed-use developments, uh, which are commercial, residential, uh, malls. Basically, you know what has happened in the last 20 years. I mean, if you if you look back before 20 years uh, in the past, it was all say conventional air conditioning. Every building had you know its own uh, chiller plant on the roof, and it was supplying chill water to the building to cool down the building. In this region, the whole GCC, especially, I mean, you cannot live without air conditioning because summer temperatures, you know, goes, uh, say, close to 48, 49, 50. And of course, you know, above 30, uh, you need uh, air conditioning. Otherwise, it's, it's not comfortable to live, work or sleep. So what has happened, you know, I mean, which has basically supported the overall development also in UAE. When I say development, development of, you know, sky rise or skyline, you know, I mean, all high rise buildings. Because 20 years before, I mean, buildings were just, you know, like, uh, say, horizontal 20 horizontal or yes. 10, 15, uh, 20 story buildings, you know, maximum. And they, they, they had a space on the roof to put, you know, two, three chillers to cater the building. But when you talk about, you know, 100 story building, 60 story building, they don't have a space. So they needed some solution. So luckily, yes, 25 years, 30 years before someone came up with the idea of, you know, district cooling in this region and they introduced uh, district cooling, which is mainly, you know, like uh, establishing DC facilities, the central plant in one location for the whole development and then supply chilled water with underground pipes to individual buildings. So which basically, you know, provide a reliable service and which provide uh, say quality service and then uh, which helps real estate to save space. They don't have space to install domestic chillers. Yes. And yeah. so it increases the property values. Overall. It increases the property value. There is no noise. Uh, it reduces infrastructure of the building because you don't have, you know, extra load on the roof. So your civil uh, structure also is, you know, lighter and you save on uh, uh, construction cost of the building, right? With the passage of time, almost uh, four or five years before in 2019, Abu Dhabi has uh, like uh, mandated uh, DOE to regulate district cooling. So now district cooling is also a regulated utility, just like electricity and water. So going forward, even now for past say 10, 15 years, District cooling or chilled water. Say chilled water is, is a product which is, you know, served to the end customer because every apartment, every shop, every uh, mall, they need chilled water for air conditioning. Chilled water is, you know, like just like electricity and water is a utility which is supplied to the building and wherever it is retailed, the monthly bill, again, just like electricity water, goes to you know consumer and they pay on monthly basis for their services services are metered you know with the like uh, devices installed on every apartment or every unit so monthly readings are taken and then we uh, give them a utility bill 
and uh, they pay and they continue enjoying uh, services. And yes. can you track usage and energy use of customers? Yes, we know, we know, you know, we know every apartment what they are uh, consuming. consuming, yes, yeah. And do you have any challenges related to the business at all? Yes, certainly. I mean, first of all, you know, this is niche market business. So when I say niche market, there are not many players in the market, you know. So the first challenge we face is uh, sourcing talent because there are not many people, you know, in the market who are expert in uh, district cooling operations. So to overcome this issue, what we did, we started hiring every year fresh graduates from university and technical institutions like diploma holders or engineers. So you have a demand for talent right now? Of course, because this is a critical, you know, operation. This is purely technical operation because plant is high tech. So you have to have, you know, experienced and technical people who can operate. So you need competent, trained and literate skilled people to to operate plant so other than you know like uh, the challenges we we face to source uh, you know like skilled and competent staff then again uh, the nature of business is you know that there is a cent- uh, central cooling plant but then there is a network uh, underground which is supplying every development has maybe 100 buildings you know or 50 buildings so there is a network which is connecting plant to the buildings and supplying chilled water and bringing back to chill it again. So network is a critical element of uh, the overall process and any leak in the network is a challenge for everybody, you know. So we continuously look for technologies which can help us if something happens, if there is any leak, we should be able to identify location uh, quickly within uh, days, try to recover uh, you know, the system as soon as possible. So recently, yes, we, we found one new technology, you know, I mean, which we engaged a contractor who has already imported the equipment and we are going to try in few days in network that we will insert one small ball, you know, almost say 10 centimeter or 11 centimeter dia which is like electronic ball, which is connected to the system and which can sense uh, anything, you know, while traveling through the network and transmit everything back to the system. So we will insert this ball, you know, into network and just run it through the whole uh, network to see if there is any unusual sound in the network, uh, which can lead us to, you know, identify any leak location in future. Yes. And a topic that we speak a lot about offline, and it's very important for us at Multiply Group, is identifying and integrating the right technology to optimize efficiency. Is there any innovation, R&D, or technology you're looking at at PAL Cooling Holding to enhance efficiency and efficacy of your operations? I mean, if, if we talk about base technology, because I mean, base technology, it's a process. It's a process to generate, uh, you know, chilled water, right? And in this process, the majority of equipment is chiller again, because chiller has to, you know, produce chilled water. Then there are other, you know, process equipment, which uh, like uh, take care of this chilled water, circulate this chilled water within uh, development, within buildings and uh, control temperature of uh, chilled water, which is going to building and coming back from the building. So base technology is same, but yes, there are improvements in, you know, like uh, you can say supporting technologies. Base technology is centrifugal chillers, but centrifugal chillers also, if if I look back, you know, for say 15 years, uh, their technology is same, 
but they have improved efficiency. Almost say chiller is improved roughly, I would say between 15 to 18%. If I compare with 20 years old chiller and what is available today in the, in the market, although technology is same, but it is more efficient. Majority of input is electricity to generate chill water. So using less electricity efficiency of equipment and uh, that saves, you know, for the, for the country and for customers, for us. If we consume less electricity, that means our I mean, business is more viable and we can offer better rates to customers. So in, in addition to like uh, chillers, there are pumps and there are some other, you know, and ancillary equipment, which is part of this process. Now, over time, chillers have become more efficient. In addition to that, uh, we as DC providers also, you know, because there is a plant which consists of, you know, say five or six main elements which are part of this process, uh, which are technical equipment. But now there is a controlling, uh, you know, software or controlling people also, like uh, operators uh, on top, which who look after the overall uh, the operation. So what happens, you know, in, in uh, softwares, like we use CADA to uh, operate and uh, manipulate our uh, like overall process. So SCADA programming and uh, the learning curve, you know, of uh, operators has basically contributed to achieve better efficiency. We continuously try to find ways where we can save one, two, three percent electricity to get better efficiency. So in this uh, like improvement, SCADA plays a role, then operator plays a role, and then engineers, you know, on top of operator also, who analyze all data monthly and weekly basis and wherever they find any gaps, they teach, you know, operators. For example, you know, so, uh, sometimes you delay switching on a chiller for one hour, uh, still you are able to maintain the chilled water in the, in, in the building. So with these techniques, they, they save, you know, like three, four percent also. That's very good. Yeah. And, and you mentioned on the energy efficiency. Now it is the year of sustainability. So I'd like to ask how your core operations are reducing carbon emissions and contributing to the UAE's uh, net zero by 2050. So basically when we say CO2 is talk of the town, you know, I mean, uh, today, and which is uh, basically the right talk of the town, you know, which is critical, which is important. And yes, we, we should talk about that. We should overcome, you know, this issue. CO2 is, is, is like a byproduct or it is emitted, you know, when you produce electricity with fossil fuel or, uh, you know, gas. So when we say CO2 is, is uh, like uh, caused by electricity generation. So if you consume less electricity, you are directly contributing basically to reduce the CO2 footprints, right? So district cooling as technology or as services is basically consuming 40 to 50% less electricity compared to conventional air conditioning, which uh, buildings used to have domestic chillers on the roof. So that 40 to 50% saving in electricity is contributing to CO2 emissions reduction. And plus it is contributing to countries infrastructure also uh, that if you, if you need, you know, less electricity for air conditioning, that means you need lower infrastructure also, including power generation, including, you know, the distribution uh, network grid and then distribution you know cables within the development air conditioning will consume 
maybe more than you know 60-70% of uh, buildings electricity requirement, right? So in past when it was uh, like uh, conventional, uh, you know, air conditioning, it was almost 65 to 70% consumed by air conditioning in every building. So if you save, you know, 40 to 50% of this 65%, so you are contributing, you know, really big saving to the infrastructure and uh, to the climate. So this is how we are contributing to UAE's ambitious target of net zero. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, the electricity and er energy efficiency from there is, is, is one hand of sustainability. Another big topic in terms of ESG and sustainability in the utilities industry is water wastage. Uh, how or what is PAL doing in its DC infrastructure to reduce water wastage? So water wastage is basically, it's, it's not huge, you know, in district cooling. So water, what is inside, you know, underground network, that's closed loop. So there is no water consumption on a regular basis. Once we fill uh, the network and we just circulate. Water is consumed in, you know, like cooling towers, you know, shift heat from the chiller to the atmosphere. Water is used in cooling tower to, uh, water gets basically evaporated and, you know, uh, absorb heat and just, you know, release it to atmosphere. Now, whatever water is consumed in uh, cooling uh, tower, 90% of this, you know, is consumed in uh, evaporation. So remaining is only 10%. Thank you so much, Mr. Zafar. It was a pleasure to speak to you as always. 